Hi, diddly ho, neighbor. And welcome back to Second Cup. I'm your host, Tim Heller. Today's guest is someone who was one of my very, very first friends in voiceover, Rob Marrera. Rob is a father, voice actor, you can hear him literally everywhere, one of the nicest and most generous people in the industry, and a newly minted fitness enthusiast. A quick note before we jump in, if you've been listening to the show and want to support us, there are three ways to do so. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating and leaving reviews in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening and watching. And finally, if you want to support us financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative. All funds will be used to improve the show and provide the best experience for guests and listeners alike. Now, top off your beverage, get comfy, and enjoy this episode of Second Cup. Hello. Good morning, sir. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, I've been trying to get my my camera to work. Apparently, it doesn't want to play with the uh, with the site. I don't know why. No. Oh man, yeah. what a bummer. Yeah, I keep saying like it's being used by another app, but I have no prog- no other program <laughs> open right now. So I'm like, I don't know who's taking over the 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 camera. But that's okay. so weird. Is it a setting in Chrome, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I I gave the permission. I don't That's know what so else bizarre. there is to do. It's like I don't know. It doesn't. Li- it doesn't like it. It do- it's. It does not like the camera. No worries at all. This will be an audio only episode then. Yeah. An exclusive. That's Nobody what we do for work anyway. There you go. Nobody gets to see me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get I'll me get in a, stereo. I know. I'll put. I'll put a, a little cartoon of you up for all Ooh, the uh, clips that we pull. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. So good to talk to you, man. You're like Mr. Busybody doing all like the stuff. You're like I'm everywhere. I see just... you more than I than anybody at this point. And I'm like, I feel like I'm hanging out with Tim at all times, <laughs> and, and, but he never sees me. And I see him all the time. This is crazy. <laughs> I know. This is long overdue, and I'm, I'm just trying to keep up with you, man. This is, uh, this is, uh, I, I'm so so excited and another conversation that is far too short for what it actually deserves for a full catch-up so we'll have yeah, to yeah, catch up truth. again ain't outside of truth. this um but rob i want to I, w- I would love to get everybody just introduced to yeah. you you were one of my first friends in voiceover yeah, and man. um Another one of these friends that I've never, we've never met in person. Oh which my is god! So funny because you it's, just said that you're right. I feel right? like we have, we have. I know, <laughs> I know. It's bizarre. It's you, you and Marco, and then there's a handful of other people that I've met throughout Man. the pandemic that have been that I've, I feel like are actual friends, but we just haven't met. Yeah, for, we, because yeah, of so COVID. Wild. Yeah, and then of COVID. I moved to Texas. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's fine, no, you know. No, no, that's cool. No. Hey, listen, you're you're making the most out of it. That studio is fire. Thank you so much. Fire. Man. That was such a cool process to see come together. It was funny because I saw you doing it, and I told my wife, I was like, "Wow, I am so jealous. I am so not handy." <laughs> that seeing you like take walls down took my anxiety to like a whole like other level. I'm like, he's tearing walls down. If I did that, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I'd be like, well, well I ripped the walls. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> well, that holes. was all thanks to my friend George because he That's he awesome. and his wife came over for dinner one night. And um, it was the first time they'd been over to the house and, and really the first time that he and I had been able to hang out properly. Mm. And I was kind of telling him, I was showing him kind of my space. And at the time it was my 
fort that I had oh, halfway right, right, in, right. halfway out of the closet. Yeah. And he's like, this is cool, man. Um, so, like, I grew up doing projects like this with my dad. What if I come over next week and we should just turn this whole room into a soundproof studio? Stop. Wow. And I was like, I, 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 I mean, yeah, how much That's How much amazing. can I pay you for your help? He's like, no, nah, man, it's fine. Just, well, I'll come over, we'll game, we'll hang out, it'll be totally chill, and I'll help you get the drywall up, and then you just take care of the rest. And I was like, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> that is so cool. I tell you, man, you, you really do meet the people you need to meet at the right time. Yeah. And, like, it, it, it's, it's such a stars-aligning situation when it's something like that because that was such a genuine offer on his part. Mm-hmm. to really help you and it was kind of like you know that thing that you didn't know you needed literally just fell on your lap and it's like whoa yeah yeah let's do this and not only did you get what you needed to get done but you learned a couple other skills along the way so how cool is that yeah honestly right? that's the biggest thing is that the confidence to the pride in in being able to say that like i did this room mm-hmm. like i i built this that's with, impressive with my family and community and, yeah, and totally. it's, it just i think doing that versus having a contractor come in and do it right or buying something yeah. prefab that i was looking at that wasn't exactly what i wanted right, exactly and, and instead being able to really create the space that i have dreamt of for a long time totally and and just get it done i mean you're in right that way. like top five percent of voice actors that have the space that they actually created and pictured <laughs> and did because a lot of us don't have that you know like i know i guess what my dream setup could be you know but yeah I, I, but i'm 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 in a booth that works extremely yep. well uh, like i'm, and your I'm office using is nothing what works. to scoff at either it's, uh, it's, it's it an is awesome fun. space it is fun it is it i feel i feel like tom hanks and big <laughs> in my <laughs> office at all times <laughs> that's what it feels like i feel like a giant man kid in my in my office and it's the best especially for what we do i think it's awesome yeah that's awesome yeah well man. speaking of what we do um I, I know we've got other things to talk about yeah, besides yeah. just what we do but can you just give our listeners and, sure. and viewers a, a brief overview of who you are where they've heard you because they have most definitely <laughs> heard you you are absolutely everywhere in two different languages yeah so, uh, take it away yeah absolutely so so yeah so uh my name is rob Moreira, and i'm a voice actor at like tim I've uh, been doing this for a while now. Uh, in October, it'll be nine years, actually. Nine years. I, it, it's funny because wow. I could go right off my age. I start. I literally did my first workshop at January when uh, the year I turned 30 years old. Wow. That was my first one. So, yeah, I just aged myself. I'm 39. So, <laughs> <laughs> rounding out the decade. And your best years are, are yet to come. I know. It's it, I, like I really don't feel it. But, you know, it's it's not so much like, a oh, 39 feels like X, Y, and Z. It's just like, no, this is what 39 is now. It's very young. It's very vibrant. It's very active, uh, you know, especially, like, with my kids. They, I, I, You know, th- at times they make me feel old, but more often than not, they keep me very young, which is awesome. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so besides that, uh, in terms of the work that I've done, uh, I've done a lot. Um, I've done uh, commercials for Chase. Yeah, currently, you'll hear me as the voice of Norton 360, the antivirus software. I, I've, been to, I've been their brand voice for the last two years now. Um, I do a lot of Popeye's uh, commercials in Spanish, which is nice. Uh, very yeah. good client. They keep coming back. Appreciate them. Um, 
I told my wife, I was like, you know, the new the kitchen re- uh, uh, renovation we're getting is sponsored by Popeyes, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> she started laughing. She's like, do we have to have, like, their logo somewhere? I'm like, yeah, we could tuck it behind a cabinet It doesn't somewhere. have to be their logo, but it has to be their, <laughs> co- their color scheme, which right, is exactly. orange and pink. <laughs> oh. oh, man, I don't know if I can sell her on the colors, but we'll uh-huh. see. But um, but yeah, but uh, I've done Popeyes. I've done uh, anime. Uh, the the biggest anime that I did uh, was Fena Pirate Princess, where I was Yukimaru, mm-hmm. uh, with Yu Gi Oh Sevens, which actually just came out recently on Disney. Uh, you could see that on Disney. Uh, oh, sorry, on Hulu. Um, nice. Uh, I am Professor Diggs. Um, you will hear me later in the follow up seasons <clears throat> as another character, but I won't say who. Uh, he has yet to be announced, but uh, I do come back. Um, besides that, I've, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to lock up another project, which I'm very excited about. It's something, it's a type of voiceover I've never done, uh, which Ooh. is really exciting for a channel that I've never worked with. So I'm hoping it pans out because it, it, it would be a nice one to add to my, uh, uh, to, to, to the old toolbox, which would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, so congratulations, man. man. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. Just you know, just just making it happen. Just doing it. Doing it. Getting out there. Doing it. And learning along the way. You know, it's all. It's the name of the game. You just got to keep doing it. Keep yeah. learning and just keep growing. And hopefully, more people hear you. That, that's the idea. Get as many people to hear you as yeah. possible. You yeah. Know, that are de- that are the decision makers. And you know, I've I've been very fortunate with everybody I've met for sure. Actors, casting directors, like just everybody alike. Uh, I, I, I I don't know what I've done to stay on people's minds, but I'm glad that I do it because people remember me and they recommend me and I couldn't appreciate, couldn't, can't appreciate it enough. Yeah. Well, it, it also doesn't hurt that you have uh, a winning personality oh, as well. That... Stop it. <laughs> well. You know just what to say to all the goyles. <laughs> 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 Rob, can we real quick before we dive yeah, into uh, your f- recent foray into the fitness yes. world, I would love for our listeners to hear how you got started because one of the oh, things yeah. that I think is really important is is really diversifying your perspective, mm-hmm. broadening your perspective and diversifying who you're hearing and, and gathering information totally. and data from uh, when you're starting in voiceover, when yeah. you're starting in any kind of business or career. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can just give us a brief yeah, kind of it's, cliff notes. It's very, it's very interesting. Um, the way I started, I had already been a uh, an actor for a while. I actually went to the LaGuardia High School Performing Arts in New York, and then I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. So I've, I've been in, con- in a conservatory setting of training since I was 14. Um, mm-hmm. And I did that till I was about 22. Uh, so I had about nine, you know, almost eight, eight to nine years of conservatory training. And then I did a lot of independent theater, off, off Broadway stuff, uh, mostly theater overall. And I did that from 20 to 23 till 30. So I had been a working act stage actor for a long time. But as is the case with many actors in New York, you are probably doing it for the love and not for the money because... Mm-hmm. It's difficult um, to, to find success in that, um, especially being a large 
tattooed Latino. Um, I'm a very specific, <laughs> I'm a very specific <laughs> brand, you know, uh, and that's not always being looked for unless you plan on being, you know, thug number two uh, on Law and Order. So, <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then uh, I, I, I got really lucky. It was, it was a friend. A friend suggested it. A very, a very sweet friend. Her name is Sri Gordon. Uh, we were doing a show together. She's a voice actress as well. She, uh, I asked her about it because she had posted it on Facebook. Uh, I asked her what it was, and she basically gave me the the guide, all the guidance I needed for somebody who was intrigued to start. And then I got incredibly lucky right off the bat that the people that I coached with immediately believed in my skills. And when I expressed even the smallest hint that it was something I possibly wanted to pursue, they it felt like the. It, it, it was almost like that, that that thing when you're in high school and you want to try something new and your parents are like, yeah, absolutely, go do that. I believe in you. That's what it felt like. Like they, it had, they were, wow. There was such a genuine, you got this, you can make this happen, go for it mentality. And uh, that was my guys over at Abacus Entertainment, Bruce Cronenberg and uh, Brian Falk. Uh, they were just so about it. They so, so believed in my skills and believed that I could make it. And they weren't wrong. Uh, the more I succeed, <laughs> no. the more right they are, and it's amazing. Like they were, like it just it just proves that they knew what they saw in me, and um, and I kept going. I mean, they've been fantastic, very fast friends, and um, that's basically how it happened. I ended up meeting my agent uh, within that month that I started training, and then uh, I got signed with them. So I started with an agent. That's that's what I did. I didn't I didn't look wow. for work. Um, auditions came to me, very good auditions at that, and I started I started competing with the big with the big leagues. I was I was competing with the big boys right off the bat, uh, yeah. you know all the all, all the all the top ta- all the top talent. Uh, I was going up against them as a new voice actor, but not a new actor. Um, and yep. I think that's where my edge was: is that it wasn't like I was trying to learn the concepts of acting. I very much had a handle on them. It, it was all muscle memory at this point. It was just a matter of, okay, my audience isn't 300 feet away in row 200. My audience is six inches away from my mouth. And yeah. now because I have this close proximity, I actually have a much larger range in terms of what I can do. So it was very interesting. While the vocal, while the volume range was different, my acting range actually increased the closer that the audience got to my mouth. Because now I can speak deeper if I go into my chest voice, which you wouldn't hear past row one if I tried to do on stage. But in my booth, it doesn't matter what voice I do. You can hear every single one differently, and it only changes with the gain knob, which is literally five inches away from my left hand, (laughs) which is awesome. So that's basically how it started. And then uh, it, it kept being... Every my entire career can be mapped out by who I've met, mm. um, and it, it, my career absolutely thrived on the it's the it's it's the who you know situation. That I, that is yeah. absolutely how my entire career uh, panned out was just knowing the right people and meeting the right people, and it wasn't strategic, all luck, just right place, yeah. right time, over and over and over and over again. Opportunity knocked, I opened the door. And that's a, and that yep. was another thing. It was it was realizing when opportunities presented themselves, and not being scared to accept them. 
Yeah, and you were ready to show up. Yeah. Now, and two things I'd love to touch on that you mentioned. One, the range mm-hmm. aspect of things. Where I'd love to hear kind of how where you felt limited before oh, yeah. in your acting opportunities. Mm-hmm. How did how did getting behind the mic affect confidence? Affect uh, just your hunger and, and joy mm. for what you did. It, it 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 changed a lot. At first, it was so it was very. I was just kind of riding the wave. I was just like, all right, I'm on it and I'm doing it. I had a day job. I was very successful. Um, to in my head, I was like, worst case scenario, I'm currently living my backup. Um, so I'm okay. So like, if things don't pan out, I'll, I'll be successful in this. Which the pandemic, uh-huh. funny enough, turned everything upside down because I would have lost that job had I stayed there when the pandemic hit, which is very yeah. interesting. But I was like, I'm okay. I'm just kind of riding this wave. Um, and I also wasn't in social media speaking to voiceover actors. I actually never spoke mm-hmm. to voice actors for probably the first three years that I did this. Yeah. Which actually... While it was a little lonely because I, I kind of felt like I was obviously I, I wasn't going through this process on my own. I, every time I went to an audition, I saw actors, but it felt uh, like I was just kind of doing this on my own. Um, and while yeah. it felt lonely, I think it actually helped because it took away a lot of uh, imposter syndrome that I potentially could have felt. There was no such thing as that because I never saw anybody that was more successful than I was. I never, yeah. I, there was no comparison because there was nobody to compare myself to. I went to auditions. <laughs> I saw actors auditioning. They're clearly not, I don't know if they're killing it. I have no idea. I just know that I see the same 15-ish dudes and I'm like, we're all in the same boat because I don't know what's going on. I don't see their social media. I don't see anything about them. So who knows? They could be, know they I could be sitting like. next it's... to like a, you know, a millionaire for all I know. But because mm-hmm. I was never exposed to that, I, I never got into my own head about my skills, what I can do. I was just like, I'm here to serve a function. I am an actor and I'm here to audition and hopefully it happens. And I think that absolutely helped a lot, um, especially in my formative years when I first started, because I feel like that's when we are the most sensitive to critique. Uh, right yeah. now, anybody can say anything, and I'm just like, whatever. At this point, I'm bulletproof. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, uh, whatever. I'm feeding my family. Yeah, it's like, Rob, you, know, you suck. Like, I'm like, cool, thanks. I'm working. So cool, it is what I it is. I hope you have a better day. Yeah. Like, it doesn't phase <laughs> me. Whatever happened this morning, yeah. go, like, have a donut, exactly. go for a run. It's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but when I first started, that absolutely, that absolutely would have crushed me, especially coming out of the theater world, where it is already a very toxic, scary, you know, kind of... Uh, 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 ecosystem overall yeah. so um, yes yeah, so it was it was very interesting but the more I did it and the more I got comfortable with it and the more casting directors started to know me I think that's really where the shift started to happen because I feel like there is a time frame uh, and I felt when it happened because it became a uh, is Rob here you know like wait where you know they're looking down the sheet Rob yeah oh there he is okay cool it went from that to yep. Rob oh hey there you are come on let's go Rob and that yep. small shift was huge for my confidence because mm. I was like oh they know me now they know I'm me I'm it, like I'm actually I'm a somebody now they know who yeah. I am and then it went from that to uh, and I and I still remember this as a casting director, Janet Eisenberg, fantastic woman. 
Uh, I remember going to her and she uh, and I walked into one of our auditions and she was she said, oh, thank God that you came in here. I really wanted to get you to read for this. Why don't I why don't I see you more? You know what? I'm going to tell your agent because I need you. I need them to send. I need them to send you for a lot of my stuff. So I'm going to make sure I do that. And that was another huge one in my career. I was like, wow, that's it. Wow. This is so cool. Like she knows she knows what I can do. This is somebody who's only yeah. known me as an auditioning actor, but she knows what I can do. So much so that now she wants me to read for her stuff. Man, how cool is that? And yeah. the, those those small things, you know, I hung on to them. They really made a huge huge impact on my skills and in in developing that confidence, it made me more confident in my reads. Uh because mm-hmm. then it solidified in my head, I you know what you're doing. Just do, just keep doing your thing. You, yeah. It doesn't mean you're gonna book, but you know what you're doing. And when you fit the right spot and the client hears it, you're gonna get it. And yeah. um, that that's basically how I've operate. I've I've always operated. You know, I I never yeah. hung on to rejection. You know, it's just it's part of it's part of the bag. You know, you're you're gonna get rejected more often than not. And when you book, it's like cool. They heard something they liked. It's not that I was the best actor. I was better than everybody. <laughs> No, it's just. I am superior. Yeah, now it's none of that. It's just they had a voice in their head, and they can't describe it. They try, they they describe it as best they can, and I was that voice, and they heard yep. it, and they booked me, and that's all that happened. Nothing more. Yep. And those little bookings and those people that believe in you can help be that little Jiminy Cricket in the back of your head yep. when when times are hard. Absolutely. And just having having those little yeah. checkpoints along the Especially way the really beginning. help you. You know, you get a lot, yeah. a lot, a lot of dead zone in the work you know there's a lot of slowdown um and you got and you just got to push through that it's not that you're not good it's just that you are new you're not established you haven't you got to develop your skills you got to develop your network you got to develop all of those relationships whether it's through pay to plays or showing up for auditions anywhere anywhere and it's and it's even different now than when i started too Mm -hmm. and i feel like i just started and i feel like just this past two months i've reached like another level of of building and growing my business yeah. and so i feel like i'm starting over again mm-hmm. and it's it's all so different especially because you know like i'm getting these auditions for new york and la projects uh, nice. still from my agents in new york mm-hmm. but i'm not there and so yeah. it's figuring out i had a conversation with my agent recently <laughs> like we need to figure out like what you're in is mm. and like now that you're in texas like you should be you should be doing x y and z mm-hmm. and we just need to figure that out and i feel like it's it that figuring out that navigating how to to find your way in yeah. is is still a it's an ever it's an ever yeah. developing process yeah. no matter where you are yeah, and you're, yeah because you're, the industry changes absolutely I, I'm still at a point nine years in I still I, I I'm still at a point where I know there's like a there's two specific sectors where I'm like man I just need to kick that door down I just can't find mm-hmm. it can't find it I'm not yeah. there yet you know but I'm working on it and and that there's always there's always another goal there's always another place to go. And I yep. think if you maintain that mentality, uh, that continues to drive your success. It's like a game with unlimited DLCs. That's it's, exactly it's, what it is. It's what makes it fun. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what works for us, you know, because that's what keeps us engaged yeah. as people in our personal, you know, is that oh, there's more to this thing that I enjoy doing. That's ultimately what it is. It's just it's our career. Yeah. Um, and that's what keeps us motivated. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Now. Even more impressive than 
your career is what you've done with your physical health <laughs> in the past year or two. Yeah, two years. If we can, I know we're running out of time. I can't yeah. believe that this has gone so quickly, but that's what happens when you haven't talked. I know, right? However long. <laughs> but uh, take yeah. just tell us, like, from start to from the beginning of your journey, like, what yeah. triggered you to make these huge changes yeah. in your life? It, and yeah. and and that slow process of, of taking it day by day Oof, and, and where you're at now. Ain't that the truth? Um, it was August of 2020. So just a little. So actually, yeah, it was probably I, I'd say the two year anniversary was about a week ago. Um, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I was 363 pounds at the time. Very large boy. Uh, and I've always been a large guy. I was, I've always been fairly athletic. So I've, I always carried myself very, you know, very, yeah, I, I was, I was a big presence to be around. Uh, I was also very heavy and, um, but I wasn't necessarily like, you know, I had, I have a knee, a knee issue because I, I had an ACL surgery uh, from a while ago. Um, but I wasn't like, oh, my back or like it, it there was no health issues. My biggest health mm-hmm. issue was my blood pressure. Uh, and even then, okay. it wasn't like a whoa. It's really it's like scary high. My doctor always said, like, it's, "It's a little up there, you know. Lose a couple pounds, and you'll take care of that." Okay, uh, but that was about the worst of it. Um, I didn't feel bad. Um, it was, you know, I I felt okay. I felt good, and yeah. then uh, I just decided. <clears throat> It was probably, I think it was like a, like 11 o'clock, maybe midnight. I don't know. I'm a night owl. So mm-hmm. um, I saw a Nutrisystem thing come into my email, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I should do this. And that's literally what it was. It was just that decision. Wow. Uh, there was Direct the, marketing emails work, everybody. Yeah, Living totally truth. happened. Totally <laughs> happened. I was like, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do this. Um, yeah, you know what? Screw it. Let me do it. And I ordered it on the spot. Um. And that was really about it. There was nothing else to it. Uh, so I did that, and I lost 60 pounds on Nutrisystem. I did that till wow. January. So August till January of 21. Uh, I lost uh, I lost about 60 pounds. And the reason wow. that I did it, uh, and this is why I, 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 I think I was so successful, is that I've had phases, and I very consciously did phases um, in terms of my overall journey. So phase one was literally like, get a hold of how I eat. Uh, Let's Mm. get Let's get a handle on that. Because the way I was eating and the relationship that I had with food that I had with food um, was not good. I I made a conscious effort to realize that Um, I overindulged and I didn't eat, you know, in the amounts that I was supposed to, I overate when I did and I didn't eat enough throughout the day. And that's why I overindulged. And when I overindulged, I, Mm. I overindulged in very high calorie foods which i knew was wrong sit and binge yeah. yeah and it's because you have the access to it you know it's it's that's that's the bane of the american existence is that we have so much access to not great food but the mm-hmm. beauty of being american is that we have so much access to so much great food that actually yep. is good for us but if we're not taught at a young age how to navigate those waters, you grow up into an adult with incredibly bad habits um, at, at no fault of your parents. It was a very different generation. Um, yeah. And so so it is what it is. But now because we we got that, you know, kind of spoiled 
uh, childhood that we can have whatever we want, the frosted flakes and whatever, the extra sugar, this, that. be delivered to your door. And, you know, and now it's even more so. You can get anything you want at just at a touch of a couple buttons and delivered straight to your door, um, especially with the pandemic since everybody's so, you know, uh, you know oh doesn't want to go out. Seamless, you're like, just bring it to me. It was, yeah, bring, yep. bring anything to me, whatever's fastest. That's another thing. Instant gratification. Whatever it is, bring it here. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> so I did that. I lost that weight. Then, uh, then I, I, I began with phase two, which was okay. Well, now let me start exercising. Um, let me just do two exercise a week. That's it. Just one hmm. like on a Monday, one like on a Friday. Let me just spread it out just to get in, just to develop a habit. And then phase two became okay. Let me do three days. Okay, let me do four days. Uh, all right, let me see what it's like if I could do five days a week. And now I'm at a point where I work out six to seven days a week and I'm doing two workouts a day. Um, so just to That's show awesome, you Bob. what two years looks like, um, you know, it, it took a long time. But in those two years, I've lost 130 pounds. Um, wow. I've developed a, a, a lot of muscle, but not to the point where I'm not, I wasn't looking to be a bodybuilder because I do, I do kickboxing. So I am looking to stay svelte, um, because when you are muscular, it's hard to be, to, to move. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, um, but it took a while and I had to understand my relationship with food. And even now, um, you know, I did a, I did a Instagram reel about it. Even now, uh, you know, every meal is, is, is a bit of a battle. Uh, every meal, mm. I'm very conscious of it. Uh, you know, if you if you were if you were if we were in front of each other and you were to offer me something to eat, you'll see me. What you'll see is that you'll see me probably hesitate and then make a decision. Um, so it'll probably be like a. Uh, no, nah, I'm good. That's literally what you'll see out of yep. me. But in my head, I have a very long conversation with myself. What did I eat today? Did I eat enough? Can I afford these calories? Do I have a workout coming out later? Um, like all those things, all, like a huge checklist goes off in my head, and that's every single meal. And that's one thing that I have to tell everyone is that, especially being a larger guy uh, or a larger person, especially where I know my genetics don't favor me in that regard, it is hard work. And you can't yeah. be scared of that. You can't be scared of the hard work. Um, and I was okay with doing it because I already did it with uh, what we do as our job yeah and every principle that i did that i did with what with our with the career that we have i implemented it into my eating and it gave me the same success which was sticking with it being disciplined about it not comparing myself to other people realizing the things that i should that i need to do to get it done and ultimately, always strive for another goal. Keep keep finding that DLC, yeah. so I can keep yeah. going. You know what's the Take next those baby th- steps exactly, and that's literally yeah. what it is, day by day. It's not about the poundage, because I can tell you there was probably three months where I didn't lose a pound, and my body shape drastically was changing. I saw it in my mm-hmm. shoulders. I saw it in my arms. Uh, I said like my waist, my wife, she said she immediately saw changes in my back, which I can't see back there. So I don't know. <laughs> but she was just like, no, your back looks different. Like it looks different. Um, but my legs, you know, di- from my toes to my knees, like you see your body just literally changing. It's it's yeah. it's pretty incredible when you see it happening. And then it becomes a bit it becomes addictive because you're just like. 
I get it's it. Fun. I it's see what it up. is. I see. I like. I I'm seeing my body change. This is incredible. You really can do this. You know, and it and it turns into whatever your body is supposed to look like. You know, it's it may not be six yep. pack Brad Pitt and Fight Club. <laughs> but you're gonna look but nobody like nobody wants to live like that. Yeah, because that's no fun. It's not fun. It's not. It's not fun to to be that to be that lean. <laughs> but uh, but you know you see what your healthy body looks like and how you move. And I breathe better. I can hold longer breaths when I read doing you know doing voiceover. Um, yeah, my voice is stronger. It's more supportive. It it, it just it affects everything. It's, it's easier incredible. to just. I noticed just for myself and i'm going through kind of my own eating and, and mm-hmm. fitness journey with all my back stuff oh and yeah, yeah, from yeah. That. but it's it, it even just getting up and down out of your chair out of your bed oh, yeah. you like like you said your body starts to crave that activity yes. and the good things yes. and it just takes it just takes those baby steps yep. instead of just jumping into being like i'm gonna lose 10 pounds this week yeah. let's go it's like no, you can't but, go. You can't go that hard. It's like you got to start in small. It's not sustainable. Yeah, it's not. It's not. You have to find the you know the 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 amount that that that's good for you. You know, and then find workouts that you enjoy. Find low calorie foods that yeah. you enjoy. You, you like make it okay for yourself. And truth be told, I eat pretty much anything. I haven't limited myself. I've done keto. I did Nutrisystem. I did several. You know, a couple of different meal plans. But ultimately, the one that was sustainable for me was just don't eat like a jerk and monitor my calories. <laughs> that's what's worked the best, you know. But that's what yeah. works for me. You know, everybody's different. Yeah, and it's going to be different. different. It's just like building your career. It's just like building yeah. anything. It's got to work for you. It's got to be, be sustainable, and yes. it's you got to be able to pivot and change. Yeah, with it. it always looks different for everybody. I can't tell. It, 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 yeah. I'm telling. I, I can wax poetic for an hour about how alike. The my vo- doing my voiceover career and my fitness, it, a, how much of it actually aligned, even though they're completely have nothing to do with each other. It's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, Rob, this I feel like we're definitely going to need a part two with <laughs> everything because I feel I, again that we have in the yes. past, and I feel like we could right now just talk for hours totally, about man. anything. Um, before we wrap up, I've got a couple quick fire questions Let's for do you. Do it. Um, all right, one to two word answers, just whatever is top of mind. I got it. When was the last time you belly laughed and why? Uh, yesterday, because my two-year-old is hilarious. Awesome. Who inspires you right now? Ooh, uh, uh, Andy Frisella. What's a nickname that your parents used to call you? Uh, helmet. <laughs> <laughs> you can only have pizza one last time. Ooh. Where from and what's on it? Ooh, I would do artichoke pizza from, uh, I believe the place is called Artichoke Pizza out in Astoria. Here yeah. In Queens. That place is the jam. Oof. Hell that yeah. Mean I support pizza. that. It is. It is It is a gut mm-hmm. bomb. It was one of the first slices I had when I moved to the city. Oh, and yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, brother, thank you so much for making the time totally. and your busy schedule with everything you got going on. And, um... I will absolutely be talking yes, to you again let's soon. Do it. I really appreciate it. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Cheers, Take it brother. Easy, man. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Second Cup featuring my friend Rob Marrera. To keep up with the loads of cool stuff Helmet, uh, I mean, Rob does and has coming up down the line, follow him on social everywhere at Rob Marrera VO. That's R O B B M O R E I R A V O everywhere on social media. This show is recorded and produced by Tim Heller Creative, LLC. 
If you'd like to support the show, you can do so in a few different ways. First is by sharing episode links on social media and tagging at Tim Heller Creative. Second is by rating and leaving reviews on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening and watching. If you want to support financially, you can Venmo at Tim Heller Creative. Or if you're a small or large business and would like to sponsor the show, reach out to Tim at TimHellerCreative.com and we can chat to see if we're a good fit. Tune in next time for another incredible conversation and hopefully to learn something new from a really cool person. Bye.